and welcome to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances. We talk about you and uncover some questions that you may be asking in your adult years and trying to figure out this thing called life. Uh, my name is Micah Keneally. If you do not know me, this is my co-host and husband. I'm Josiah Keneally. Thanks so much for joining us on the journey. We, of course, appreciate mm-hmm. subscriptions, ratings, and reviews. That's Let right. us know how we're doing, what God's speaking to you, and that will help us reach more listeners with the message of FYI Podcast. Yes. And like always, we lean into a question that you have been asking. And like I say, you have been asking some amazing questions, every single one of these that have come in. So today we are really leaning into some heavier stuff for some, and sometimes people just could care less, but we're going to unpack a question. But before we do, here is the verse of the day to get our hearts right with Christ. So Philippians 3.20, it simply says this, but our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. I love it. That's heavy. Just thinking about that. I love love the question. We are citizens of a different kingdom. That's right. Bottom line. And that kingdom is eternal. And there is a king Mm -hmm. eternal. His name is Jesus. And he came. He lived a perfect life, Mm -hmm. sinless life. He was crucified died, buried. He was resurrected from the dead and Mm -hmm. ascended to God's right hand in heaven. And um, that is our home. So earth, and even more specifically where we're Mm -hmm. recording from Minnesota or the United States, this is not our home. We are travelers traveling Mm -hmm. through. And the question this week came in, and it might be because this week was midterm elections. And the question is, how should Christians engage in politics? And um, what a great question. I think, you know, this was November 8th. Uh, It's Friday as we released this, but just earlier, a few days ago, that was midterm elections. Of course, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. then the 9th, a lot of results came in. And for a lot of us, we can kind of sigh relief because at least for me, I know I um, can sometimes get sick of all the ads or the signs, or especially my biggest personal pet pet peeve is just the bashing and the Mm. demonizing of the other whatever the other side is like, they're the worst ever. And um, yeah, but they say this, that the day after an election is the day to watch Christians to see how they respond after the results are in. If they lost, are they sore losers? If they won, do they gloat? Mm, That's good. That's so good. And I think one question that we, you know, kind of want to uncover is this, should Christ followers vote? Well, babe. What should do you think? Christ followers vote. I think, yes, I think we should vote. And I think we should be prayerful about our voting, right? Knowing what the other party stands for, knowing what our party stands for, the land in between. Maybe you don't know what party you land on. And I think it's just important. And here's the thing. It's an opportunity and a privilege. And one thing that I... I've said this to some friends and some family members who may not be the biggest voters or they don't, they don't know who to vote for. And that's why sometimes... Part of our opportunity is to do our homework, right? To know what we're voting for, what we're voting against. Just like the verbiage and some of the laws and things that they're trying to pass, one word can change the yes or the no bubble, right? So you just don't know sometimes. And you're like, wow, am I am I stupid or I'm just not understanding this question, you know? And it's okay, but do your due diligence prior to signing in, registering, sitting there with your ballot and um, maybe you're very passionate about the political world. Maybe you're one that's like, I could care less. No matter what end, even on that, that you were on, 
the decisions being made with or without your vote are going to impact you in some way, shape, or form. And if they're not going to directly impact you, they're going to indirectly impact you and the future generations of how things are happening around our country, our, our world, our communities. And one thing I tell people, and I've said this to some family members, and if they ever say anything negative about whoever's in office, well, first of all, we should be praying for them because God elected them. And do we want to understand all those things? Probably not. Do we understand all those things? Probably not. You know what? That's okay. So we have an opportunity to pray for the leaders that have been put in roles and positions, whether we agree or disagree with who they are or how they got there. Let's just leave it at that. But we're here not to tell you how to vote or who to vote for. We're just saying the opportunity to vote is a privilege. And here's the thing. When people complain or they say something, I go, well, did you vote? Well, no, I was just too mad to vote. I didn't even know who to vote for. Then I was like, then you can't complain for who's in office because you didn't vote for or against them, right? So there's no reason for you to complain if you did not do your due diligence or your ability to vote if you're out of, yeah. of a vote in age um, to know that one vote does matter because every single vote that got whatever ballot through the machine and through the counting was somebody's vote, right? Yep. So those are just things I take into consideration when people want to talk about this or the political world or whatever. So I think voting is an opportunity, right? It is. So did you vote yesterday? I did vote yesterday. I even had a little vote sticker and you ha- you did vote yesterday as well. I did. So each one of our daughters got a sticker and they proudly wore it around the house last night. <laughs> <laughs> Not um, knowing what it was, but they love stickers. So that's okay. Man. And I think that the other side of that, so mm-hmm. like, even if we did vote, I would still encourage us not to complain. Yeah, that's good. I just, I, I'm not about the bashing, the complaining. I think that far too much um, mm-hmm. demonizing of the other party or celebrating a certain elected leader as a savior. But here's the thing. Complaining doesn't mean that you shouldn't be concerned. Exactly. And if there is a concern, that should lead us to prayer once yes. again, yep. right? In my opinion. No, it's so good. And I'm reminded even on this topic of voting, like I do think that Christ followers should vote. Like I I think even beyond just the civic duty, I'm reminded of Mark 12, Mm. 17, when Jesus said to them, like, Hey, should we pay taxes? Was what the disciples were asking. He said, give to Caesar what to belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. Mm -hmm. And they were amazed at him. And uh, I just think that that's powerful. I even love what our pastor Greg Lynn said on Sunday. He said something to the effect, I think of like, bring your faith into your politics, but don't bring your politics into your faith. Mm. And this is dangerous because there is a form of Christian nationalism that I think is really running very successfully on Twitter anyways, where people are all about a certain party or telling you how to vote or just thinking that, because here's the thing, America was not mentioned in the Old Testament or the New Testament to the ends of the earth with the gospel Mm -hmm. is mentioned. But Mm -hmm. I just think that this idea of, you know, polarizing, yeah, or idolizing a certain um, candidate or political party. I think it's, it's really dangerous. And I heard this as well, that there is some new research done that is fact that of the people polled and surveyed that people are more likely to find a new church to match their politics than to find a new politic to match their church. Hmm. And I think that that just says a lot about 
Christian nationalism. And I'm, I'm reading a great book currently by Andy Stanley. It's called In It to Win It. And his question is, how are we any different as Christ followers if we do complain all the time, or if we do tell people how to vote, or even more specifically, if we bash the other party and if we're sore losers, then it it shows that we didn't actually want Jesus or God or his way. We wanted power Mm. we wanted to be right. And, um, I think that in addition, like Micah mentioned, of course, research, study, participate on all levels. And I'll even go as far as to say that some people are going to be passionate to be like elected officials or to run for office. And I don't think that's a bad thing right? inherently or in and of itself. Like, in fact, I think that Christians are to occupy all offices, all spaces. Like, I think sometimes we've done a great job of calling people to forms of ministry leadership in the church and we've neglected the marketplace Mm -hmm. or we've neglected things like um, public office or just being a light where God's gifted or Mm -hmm. created passions. And the bottom line, I think even today is that we've all seen how people sometimes have won arguments and lost relationships. And I think the goal is to preserve our friendships because I'd ask a really challenging question. Do you have any friends who vote differently than you? Is Mm. there space at your dinner table or across from you with coffee? Is there space for political disagreement? Mm -hmm. And like, can you, can you preserve a friendship where you maybe vote differently and see the world differently on a social level, as far Mm -hmm. as the organization or the study of people or even how to lead and, and is there space in your heart and in your mind and in your friend group for Mm -hmm. people who vote differently? Yeah. I think that's just a great challenge to end just the listener with and, and us with to have different people in our life, to have different perspectives. And sometimes what we view as right is not always 100% right. Sometimes what we view as wrong is not always 100% wrong. So when you're living in a world of gray, it's kind of hard to see the color, right? So understanding that some of the yeses and nos that we vote for or against, and some of them reign true to the heart of Christ and others are, you know, we just don't have all the control over those. We don't have... um, yeah, an opportunity to speak into all those different things. But I would encourage you, if you if you have never voted, to vote, to do your due diligence, to pray about it, to consider, what am I praying for? Is this affecting my finances, the taxes, my future college, my future family, the future of this nation, my community? You know, if you are voting on certain things about safety and education and schools and everything else. And yeah, I think that's just great. What do you want to say? I'd love to ask us the key. What what is the key to making space for people who disagree with us? What would you say is the key to like, maybe our friend group is a little bit Mm -hmm. more homogenous, like Mm -hmm. vote the same, think the same, talk the same, dress the same. What's the key to making space for people who view the world differently? I think it's just listening. I think it's I think God gave us two ears and one mouth. And sometimes you can make a joke about that, but to listen twice as much as we talk and to walk away that we're not, we don't need to win every conversation. We just need to listen and understand because the things that the world's up against, the things that we're voting for, maybe until you hear somebody's story, you might discover or uncover why they believe what they believe in the church, outside the church, in the political realm, outside of the political realm. I mean, 
yeah. the opportunities are endless for st- stories to be told. Um, but if we're not willing to listen and ask good questions um, as good, good friends good to go deeper in a great relationship with them and not walk away disheartened and frustrated and friendless, um, we want to be in community with people. That's one of our heartbeats as 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 pastors, as friends for this podcast to, you know, to have a community of people in any community that you're in. They are not 100% like-minded. And a pastor had said this to us. If you're dating somebody who's exactly like, like you, one of you is unnecessary. And the amazing thing is God has created and designed every single one of us. There's not one of us on this earth or past, present, or future that'll ever be Micah, will ever be Josiah from hand fingerprints to handprints, personalities, to attributes, to whatever it is, there's only one of you that's ever going to be created. And that's the unique the uniqueness that we get to take into consideration when it comes to anything that we're for or against. And just realizing that God has created us, he's placed us on this earth um, as an opportunity to make this world a better place. But let's be people that find people and places better than we found them even if it's not the way we chose or we voted to know that, guess what? God is still seated at the right hand of the That's father. Good. God is still seated on his throne. Jesus is still seated. Sorry. At the right hand of his father. And, um, he's not going anywhere until he comes back. Right. And that just brings, that should bring peace to our soul. If we're not happy with what we've discovered on Wednesday morning this week. I know. And I think that three words that have the potential to deepen any conversation Ooh, and that? any friendship is, I guess. uh, super oh. close. It's helped me understand. Ooh. Okay. Even better. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, in our marriage, like, can you help me understand? How do you see this? Yeah. Can you help me understand this? Because that's the posture of a humble that's student good. versus prideful or arrogant. And when we accuse people, like, why do you, like, how could you ever versus, can you help me understand? Like, I just want to understand. And like, who couldn't help you see how they see it? And that doesn't mean that you're going to like change your view or agree. And that's not even the goal. Right. I think the goal is to understand. Yeah. And the goal is to listen. And then you at least understand how they see the world maybe differently. And so those three words have helped me understand, I think have the potential to deepen any conversation Mm -hmm. and any friendship in a super non-threatening way. And bonus, if you do feel politically inclined, if you feel that aspiration for leadership in that realm, this is what I would say. This is a a challenge that I would say to any local, national, Mm -hmm. or global leader is my challenge to anyone in leadership or politics on any side of the aisle is this. Don't aim to be the lesser of two evils. I think too often lately how politics has been done is it's like we the voter have the choice to choose sometimes between the lesser of two evils versus do what is good, do what is right, have integrity, be trustworthy, be consistent, be a person of your word. And I want to see a lot less bashing of the other party. And I want to see a lot more integrity, a lot Mm -hmm. more. Let's, let's have less of how horrible they are and villainizing people. And let's have a whole lot more of understanding people who might see the world differently. That's so good. Is that too bold of a challenge? No, I think that's great. And we can take that on, on, so many different levels of life and leadership and just who we are as people and who we're choosing to be and who we're desiring to grow and become in the process. Right. 
Exactly. Well, until next time, this is Mike and Josiah signing off. Happy Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, be warm. And guess what? Christmas is just around the corner, you guys. We are less than 60 days away. It is. And before we close, just want to say, if you've never discovered that you're a citizen of an eternal kingdom and you've never Mm. put your faith in the Lord Jesus and the Prince of Peace and made him the Lord and Savior and leader of your life, we want to give you that opportunity. And you can respond at fyi-podcast.com. We'll give you some more resources to help you in that decision and to join a faith community like a local church and campus ministry. Until next time, Josiah and Micah saying talk soon. Hey guys, it's Josiah, and I just want to say if you're enjoying the FYI podcast, this is for your information and for young individuals. We talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, and more. We answer your questions. You'll probably also like our other podcast, which is called Young Adults Today. You can find out more at www.youngadults.today. It's available everywhere you stream your podcasts.